You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. So today is the day, by the way, Roast Chestnuts Day. Yeah, we sing about chestnuts roasting on an open fire year without, I mean, every year without having tried a roasted chestnut. I'm sure that one year, I think it was Chuck that brought them by. I was quite surprised. I never even thought about what they looked like. I never did. They were kind of like, whoa, well, that's a, kind of an interesting thing. You're going to be kind of hungry if you if you get those, but you got to you gotta roast them, right? And uh, the egg, this is what the experts say the best thing to do is if you're going to do it on a fire, which I would definitely do, right? Okay. How to roast chestnuts on an open fire. Step one, get a chestnut roaster. To roast your chestnuts, little popcorn or chestnut roasters make the ideal vessels for open fire chestnut roasting as they allow you to roast the nuts without burning your face off. Also, their lids let you shake the chestnuts around for even roasting instead of having to turn them over yourself or losing a few when flipping them in a lidless pan. There you go. See, so that would be pretty cool. But first, before you do anything, besides after you get the chestnut roaster thing or whatever it is, you cut a small X. That's the hard part. You have to cut an X into the chestnut to keep them from exploding. You're sorry I told you that now, right? Could have had all that fun. Man, that would have been a blast. You would remember this Christmas, roasting the chestnuts that exploded in the fire. You wrap them in foil, which is probably true of anything like corn, anything you, you know. Toss them in that little bit of water just to moisten. Maybe a, well, you could do a little wine. <laughs> I mean, you could. Anyway, uh, place the tin foil package in the fireplace, not directly on the flame, but the burning embers. And you leave it there for about 30 minutes. And then you get ready to sing. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Pow! Here we go. <laughs> Your daily dose of encouragement. I say start small and work up. Now try again, boy. Kids nowadays and know it all. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The Sound of Life. John and Betty as a couple. John and Betty Stam. Uh, became missionaries. They were they were pretty mature uh, people, and it was in December of 1934. They were missionaries in China, right? And it turned very dangerous because the uh, communist troops were coming into China, and they couldn't get out before they reached their village. John and Betty were imprisoned, and eventually they became what would go down in history as they they were martyred. To put it plain bluntly but they have their their lives and their um heritage you know lives on right there so it i mean it's still a very dangerous place china is to be a christian right so we're praying for our brothers and sisters in china that risk much the sound of life and as nancy says i'm going to tell you something joe you'll notice a change in the atmosphere near christmas and I felt like God spoke to me one year and said it's because my name is lifted up. There you go. Now, it, what they say to, uh, you know, the Christmas Eve service may be coming up. And this isn't the service for the B team, you know. I, I guess maybe some churches, big churches, they said, well, you know, well, let's give the, the, the good musicians the night off. The assistant pastor can do it and all that stuff. And we've been we've been to a lot of Christmas Eve service in different denominations and all that, you know, we know. I mean, it's packed. It, the church is packed. So this is a chance to connect with an entirely new community. So don't pass this incredible opportunity on 
to those on your team who aren't ready for the challenge, okay? Many people coming in on Christmas Eve have been beaten down by circumstances. They're struggling financially, probably spending time with family members they don't get along with very well, right? True. It could be your opportunity in the church to connect the greatest story ever told with these people in the greatest need. And remember, make it about grace. It was grace that made Christmas happen in the first place, and grace should be the message that's repeated over and over for those who land in your pews this year. Helping you focus through the morning fog. The Cup of Joe Morning Show on The Sound of Life. So we watched a Christmas movie, and it was on Netflix last night, my wife and I did. And that's uh, pretty good. It's, uh, it's, an, it's an old story about the, the family switching, you know. You've got Jennifer Garner and Ed Helms, you know. They're, they're doing their best to keep the family connected as the children grow older, more independent. There's a chance encounter with an <clears throat> astrological reader. Picked her for some reason because there was some kind of alignment of the planets or something they wanted to check out. He, uh, here's, here's part of this. We are going to make a happy memory as a family. Oh, you, you've done that, right? We're going to make it. I wish you could be me. I would love for you to be me for one day. I would love for you to know what it's like to be me. I would kill to eat a dozen donuts and just have it burn right <laughs> off. <laughs> would you take a picture of my family, please? Everybody say Merry oh, Christmas. Oh, that's when it started right there for this family. Of course, Jennifer Garner's very funny. You know, and, and the whole time you're watching, and here's this actress who plays her daughter, teenage daughter, very skilled at soccer, and she has to play her. She has to be her in her body. So that must have been kind of fun as performers right there. But so it was, you know, the usual kind of, I got to go to the boardroom and present, you know, and I'm a teenager in an adult body. So that was kind of neat. Had some funny stuff in there. I'm not going to tell you, though, if they ever got back to the way they were supposed to be originally. Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. He'll put a smile on your face no matter what side of the bed you got up on. You know, I, I, from time to time, I think, and this is a mystery, too, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with anything that you do to grow in God, the knowledge of God, right? But sometimes I think we get into the do more thing or do it just right thing. You hear a lot of messages like that. And, uh, you know, <laughs> just preach Paul's message. <laughs> that was pretty good. He's got it in the letters that he wrote to the church. Anyway, but, you know, you, you, you want to make sure you're in the will of God now. You want to make sure you hear the voice of God. You got to be, you know, doing things just right to hear the voice of God. I want you to hear this testimony right here. Okay, now I'm not your pastor, right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not admonishing you or anything like that. But I heard this guy and it's just, and, and it's, his testimony is not by any means the only one like this. You know, I've heard people say, God, if you're real, you'll do such and such, right? And then he does it. You can be as obstinate as you want to, as unbelieving as you want to, and he's just in your face. How'd you like to be that person? Maybe you won't been that person. Love to hear from you. I don't know who this man is, but I tell you one thing. He matters to God and you matter to God. And if this man matters to God, then you certainly matter to God, right? People are coming to Christ all over the world. It's pretty amazing. So let's just listen. This is really quick. Listen, this is quick. I said to God, A, I don't think you're real, but if I'm wrong and you have a plan for my life, prove it. 
Two weeks come and go. I didn't even know. I didn't even remember praying that prayer. There was zero faith attached to my prayer. And as I was dialing a phone, checking on a shopping center we were building in Beckley, West Virginia, off behind me to my left, I audibly heard the voice of God. And the two words he spoke to me were, call mom. I didn't hesitate. I had a second line. I dialed three, four, four, seven, four, four, three. The phone rang six times, seven times. On the eighth ring, my mother answered the telephone. And when she said hello, instantly I knew something was terribly wrong. For in that instant in time, when I hear God say to me, call mom, and I did so, my mother was, watch this, attempting suicide. I ran out of my office, ran past Sharon, jumped into my car, drove up Interstate 75 in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I beat on the door that day. My mom was barely alive and she came down some stairs. She fell into my arms. I picked her up. I carried her to her car. I drove her to Park Ridge Hospital in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And as we drove, she looked over at me. She says, Dean, I can't be dying. And I said, Mom, hang on. You're not going to die, but you're going to have to choose to live. I get her to a hospital that day. A doctor threw me against the wall. They rushed her to the emergency room. 45 minutes later, this doctor walks across the ER to my father. I get a little closer to my dad, thinking we're gonna hear the time of death pronounced. But this doctor has the most perplexed look on his face, and he said, Mr. Sykes, there's no medical reason to tell you this at all. It is a, quote, miracle of God. Your wife's fine. Starting your day with a smile. It's the Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. From Chuck, okay? What do you call a bunch of chess players bragging about their game in a hotel lobby? No one tell me what he's saying! <laughs> what do you call a bunch of chess players bragging about their game in a hotel lobby? Chestnuts boasting and in an open foyer. Thanks, Chuck. Well, <laughs> on with the show. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The sound of life. We all know the kids are different. They've been that way before. Toys now for kids. The hottest toys on Amazon.com. is an, The hottest one is an easy link internet launch pad for, from Fisher Price. <laughs> Jim Silver, editor of a magazine called Toy Wishes, this has been an analyst. He says, it's incredible. The bigger toy companies don't even call it toy business anymore. They're in the family entertainment business and the leisure business. They're making uh, screens for kids three years old and up because having a, a, a replica of what mom and dad have is not good enough for them. That's, that's what we're in. Six out of the nine best-selling toys for five to seven-year-olds are tech gadgets. So what do we do? <laughs> what, you know, they're, they're out there. They're going to be exposed to them. What do we do? Well, one thing we can do is always check PluggedIn.com. PluggedIn.com is a ministry, really, a focus on the family. So an excellent website. They review media. And they even review books, <laughs> music, movies. That's the big thing. The latest streaming coming out on, well, you know, all the things that stream, right? Not just in the theaters anymore. And they'll tell you what they think of, what it's like, right? So what do you do with the screens now? We've got all that at home, right? How do we deal with that? Well, we tune in to Plugged In. Here's two limits that most experts agree on. Number one, wait until your kids are in high school to give them a smartphone or access to social media. All the cool social media apps they want, TikTok, Instagram, Discord, Snapchat, they all require them to be 13 anyway, so wait. And if you already gave them a device, then this second limit might help. 
Number two, limit the amount of time your kids soak in social media each day. Most of these apps have ways to set time limits, but above all, keep devices out of the bedroom at night. Mm. Maybe make 8 p.m. the time screens are collected and good old books are made readily available. For more about the screens in your kids' pockets, visit us at pluggedin.com slash radio. I'm Jonathan McKee, author of Parenting Generation Screen, with Focus on the Families Plugged In. Thank you, Jonathan. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the sound of life. The Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.